MPF ratings have issued their latest update on the MPF fund's performance, and the report highlighted the challenges faced by fund managers in generating consistent returns. Hong Kong stocks have gone from being one of the world's best-performing stock markets last year to one of the worst this year. So how has that affected performance? I'm joined now by Francis Chung, Chairman of MPF Ratings. Good morning, Francis. Morning, Peter. Can you tell us um, what your latest fund ratings report found? Yeah, look, each month we uh, we produce the good, the bad and the ugly about MPF. And rather oddly, I guess, for the month of August, both DIS categories, uh, the Core Accumulation Fund, which is the higher growth option, and the age 65 plus category, which has more defensive assets, both categories actually produced positive returns. And that's very unusual to sort of have a lower risk version of mixed assets and a more growth oriented um, category both produce um, uh, positive returns. So I think that's probably one of the most exceptional things that came out of our um, analysis for the month of August. And is that because Hong Kong stocks in particular are now in a bear market? Yeah, look, that's that's actually a very good question. I think for the age 65 plus, it sort of reinforces the fact that, um, well, in fact, for both categories, diversification is, is extremely important. Mm. But as you say, uh, with equity markets not producing such good returns of late, um, having a higher exposure to defensive assets has certainly helped the 65 plus um, category. But for the core accumulation fund, I think what is different there versus the more traditional mixed asset funds that you see in Hong Kong is that there's less exposure to Hong Kong China equities and more exposure in that core accumulation category to U.S. equities and U.S. equities um, relative to Hong Kong China equities has has actually been been pretty good. But you're right, it has been tough for Hong Kong China equity investors in large. And is that affecting the dispersion of, of returns? Are you seeing a, a big gap between the best and worst performing funds in that sector? Yeah, look, I think there's sort of a couple of things that I would sort of point out. The first thing is that from an MPF perspective – for the month of August and certainly year to date, it hasn't been great for MPF investors because, you know, Hong Kong China equities is the biggest single asset class category that MPF investors are in. I think sort of uh, roughly about 27% of total MPF money is in Hong Kong China equities. Uh, So I think that's the first thing to point out. And I think the second thing to point out is you're right, sort of what we've noticed certainly over the last um, few years is that the dispersion between the best performing funds in categories versus the worst, the dispersion has been not so great. So fund choice hasn't been that important as long as you've been in the best uh, in, in, in the in the best performing categories. But in the month of August uh, for Hong Kong China equities, the dispersion has actually increased. And I think, again, we're just talking about one month here, of course. The difference between the best performing that we assess versus the worst performing was about 1.3%. And over a 10-year difference on a basis of $100,000 invested, that's a $330,000 difference. So that's and a lot of money. That's a lot of money mm. when you consider the average um, uh, salary for a Hong Kong investor, uh, Hong Kong uh, employee is about $14,000 a month. So fund managers seem to be struggling to, to generate a sustainable performance in, in this type of market. Is that right? Yeah, look, it's always difficult, um, you know, from a member's perspective, diversification is is, is important. Uh, you know, whether you're you're investing in growth assets or defensive assets, if you have a blend of both, you know, I think that provides a great degree of diversification and therefore sort of protection in a client portfolio, provided you're invested for the long term. So, 
Does this mean that when you're selecting a fund, you should look at the past performance and, and see how those those funds have done? Well, look, you know, we, we we would never subscribe to the view that past performance actually is a reflection of future performance. But you bring out another point that we made during our Good, the Bad and the Ugly report for the month of August, which is that, that when we look at the last five years of performance um, ending the beginning of 2018 – you know, approximately two-thirds of the best-performing funds over the last five years actually produced top quartile performance in the month of August. Similarly, the bottom quartile performing funds for the five years to the beginning of 2018 have actually produced the worst-performing funds for mm. the month of August. And again, I have to stress, we're only talking about one particular mm. month versus five years – and that would suggest that past performance does make a difference. I think it, what it really does show is that quality fund managers over the long term will produce quality returns in the future. It's not necessarily an indication that past performance will guarantee better future performance, but I think it does. It's a good sign that quality fund managers will always produce quality returns. So if you're in one of these poorly performing funds or you're in an asset class in particular, that hasn't done well, what should you do? Is, is, is the key thing here patience? You just need to really give it a longer-term time horizon? Yeah, look, I, I, look, we would always preach patience. Um, investing, particularly in the NPF environment, is for the long term. Mm. And if anything, um, one of the greatest safety nets of the NPF is that actually you are sort of – you are in there for the long term. So the key thing is understand sort of what your time to retirement is, what your risk profile is – and ensure that your diversification is sort of matched with your profile and your time horizon. And, you know, credit to the MPFA in that respect and also to the industry in general with um, with the DIS funds. I mean, they do make some sort of attempt to sort of promote that diversification across mm -hmm. a risk profile. I think that's the key thing to look at. So do you advise people that they should be looking carefully at the performance and look at switching? Look, we, we're – you know, we're a research house. We provide research views and opinions. If members need advice, they need to they need to um, approach an investment professional, a practitioner. Um, you know, again, the key message that we would we would uh, we would provide is diversification based on your tolerance for risk and your time horizon. Francis, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Peter. That was Francis Chung, Chairman of MPF Ratings. Thank you for joining us this week. Next week, I'll take a look at trusts and get some solid advice for you on how to make one. Jimmy Lamb will Doctor. talk to the student about their financial concerns. And to round off the program, I'll talk to a Hong Kong fund manager about why he invests in exchange-traded funds rather than mutual funds. In the meantime, from me, Peter Lewis, have a great weekend. Doctor.